From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of June 13th, 2012 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In this segment, we are going to be talking with Corey Martin and Dustin West, who are out in California, currently in on Skype. They are out in California covering the, uh, the opening of Cars Land and Buena Vista Street at Disney California Adventure. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Staying busy. Yeah, it's been uh, you guys. Loving have, the weather out here. You guys have been putting up a lot of video and a lot of uh, photos. Yes, there's a lot to cover. I mean, it's so detailed over here. It's um, sensory overload for sure. Well, I, and I don't want to give away too much in this because I really do want people to tune in for the details to the uh, Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplug. That show will be going up Thursday, June 14th, uh, right after the day after this show goes up. So I don't want to give away too much or take too much of their thunder, but I wanted to talk to you about the experience you're having out there with this. Uh, I mean, highly anticipated, probably the biggest event Disney has done in quite a long time in in regards to the theme parks. Uh, what are your early impressions of Cars Land? Um, Cars Land and Buena Vista Street. It's just completely amazing. It's you know you try to get an idea. Um, before you come out here through photos and all the updates, but you really, until you step foot in Cars Land and walk down Buena Vista Street, you have no idea how how great it really is. I mean, you are completely immersed and taken back into that period in time. Um, walking down Buena Vista Street, for sure, um, you know, I was wondering what, you know, this street would look like. I, I never really had uh, an emotional attachment to the you know, the Golden Gate Bridge. But when you walk down Buena Vista Street, I mean, any fan of Walt is just, you're going to have an emotional attachment for sure to the street. I mean, the way they created this to look um, like the 1920s and 30s, as Walt would have pictured this when he arrived in Los Angeles, um, they did a phenomenal job. And then in Cars Land, you step, I mean, you really feel like you are in Radiator Springs. It's amazing the job they did. What uh, what some of the highlights? What are some of the highlights on Buena Vista Street and in Cars Land that uh, you've seen so far? Well, I mean the the Carthay Circle Theater. We had a, an opportunity to, to have dinner in the restaurant the other night. That was that was definitely an experience. The you actually feel as though Walt could walk down the street at any any given time um, in this area, especially the restaurant. It's the you know, it's modeled after the 1920s Spanish colonial um, architecture. It's, it's just the, the details from the custom tiles to the wood. Um, the menu is, is all local, um, local seafood, local produce. And the, it's, it was an incredible experience. John Lasseter was at our dinner, and he said the restaurant is the, the highest end this is going to be the highest end restaurant in any theme park. Wow! It was tough to judge from that. It was tough to judge from that night because we had a 
a limited menu, but I can see the potential for sure. Now, I just want to make it uh, clear to people that Corey didn't happen upon John Lasseter in this. Uh, Disney had uh, <laughs> opened up a uh, uh, who was that laughing? <laughs> there was a woman's laugh. Dustin. <laughs> Is Dustin giggling like a little schoolgirl? Oh no. <laughs> um, it's hard to you, can, you can't see the podcast crew and stuff until. Okay. Um uh, actually Disney was doing a fundraiser. Um uh, Corey, who, who was the charity that they were raising money for? I wish I knew. Just said children's charities. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was it's a, for memory recovery. I wish I knew. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it it, uh, it was for a children's charity. And uh you know, it was pricey. But, uh, you know, we, we knew that there were going to be people from Pixar there. I didn't realize it was going to be Lasseter himself. And uh, Corey got a great picture yeah, with, uh, with John Lasseter. And, uh, but John, John, John Lasseter was mostly there selling his wine, wasn't he? Well, he was talking about his wine. It, it wasn't um, really for sale. So this was a dinner slash wine tasting. Um, we got to taste uh, four varieties of his wine that he had. Was it any good? It was. It was excellent. Okay. He definitely did a great job. Well, they did a great job. Thank God he has a way to make some money. Yeah. <laughs> Poor John Lasseter. <laughs> no, uh, interesting fact about the Carthay um, Circle Theater. It's 89 feet, uh, 6 inches tall. Uh, Cinderella's Castle, um, Sleeping Beauty Castle is 77 feet high. So it's oh, so theater just, taller than Just castle. more things to make fun of them about. <laughs> your restaurant is taller than your castle. <laughs> oh no torment poor tom but uh all right so talk to me ab- about uh cars land and specifically uh radiator springs racers what did you think of that i thought it was excellent um a lot of people are trying to compare it to test track and you can with the ride mechanisms but the just the overall theming around it driving through the canyon um, you don't go as fast as test track, but you feel like you're going faster because you're racing side by side with another car. And go ahead, Dustin. And we're we're also talking about some of the the best animatronics I've ever seen. That led to a question that I had, guys. I was watching your video, which is awesome, and it's making me very very excited to go out there. But. Is the, are the things that we're seeing, are they audio animatronic or are they video projections, like the cars that are talking in their Absolutely. lips? Oh, sorry. Um, well, the, the cars themselves, the bodies of the cars and the tires as their legs are moving up and down and they're rocking back and forth. Some of the cars have, like their mouths and eyes are being projected, but some of the other ones their mouths are actually moving wow that's awesome you know what this reminds me of this reminds me of a modern day splash mountain where it's kind of this story arc and yeah. you interact with all the characters as you go and obviously it's not a log flume but it seems to have that same sort of general storyline to it how are the uh, how are the crowds out there right now i mean this is an annual pass holder preview that you guys have been doing um but how have the crowds been more people than i expected um, for sure, especially in these um, annual pass holder previews. I'm, I'm wondering what Luigi's Flying Tires, um, how that's going to absorb the crowd when it opens, because just as an annual pass holder preview night, it was 75 minutes long. Wow. Wow. But that's one of those yeah, things where it's, it's a just, ride, and then it has to unload and reload. 
correct? Exactly. Yeah, that's going to take some time. That's like Dumbo. One of the big arguments. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, and that's the that's the one thing I noticed about that ride. It's just the 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 loading and unloading takes a long time. I'm, I know they're still getting their feet wet, and I'm sure they're going to start, um, you know, rushing people <laughs> a little bit more in that. But I was a little little concerned about how that's going to absorb the. Uh, now, now, one of the uh, arguments that have been breaking out in comments on our YouTube channel over the uh, Radiator Springs racers, beyond the ridiculous fanboy comments, <coughs> are people that are comparing this attraction, Radiator Springs, to Test Track. Uh, is there any, I mean, I mean, is it Test Track on steroids or is it something entirely different? Uh, it's 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 the same, you know, ride mechanism, but you really can't compare these two. I, I just, yeah, you just can't compare it. I mean, the the end where you're actually racing. I mean, you're going through a canyon, you're going through Monument Valley, and it's not just uh, a circle track outside of a building. I mean, this is this is something else. Wow. Corey, how about the theming in general in that area? It looked very rich and very um, very immersive. Does it feel that way as soon as you walk into Cars Land, like you've stepped into the cartoon? Absolutely. Absolutely. I walked in, and I just had to stop and and just kind of take it all in because it really – I was in sensory overload. I just didn't know where to start, you know, especially going in wanting to take photos. I would, there's details are everywhere. I mean, you're st- I'm still finding little details, and you just really have to, to stand back and soak it all in. I've been uh, saying this constantly. This is probably one of the best themed areas of any theme park I've ever seen. And I've had a couple people ask me uh, to compare it to Harry Potter at Universal, and it's kind of hard to do that, but um, it, it definitely stands up, if not better than Harry Potter, as far as theming. I have, a, I have a question. Go ahead, Teresa. Um, is it, I know Cars to me is all about boys and it's kind of a boy feature, but are little girls getting into it too? You see little cars girls. Cars is a romance. The movie's I know a romance, it's a romance between the two cars. You know, I, I don't know. To me, it's, I know it's. More boyish. More boyish, yeah. Are there little girls looking excited and getting around with all the little cars and stuff too? Yeah, I, I haven't really thought of a. Um, as a as a boys attraction, I, I think you know boys and girls are going to enjoy it just as much. Um, it, it's just, I mean, the theming in general. It, it I don't see boys or girls. Right, and and I keep thinking about if you were to remove the animated the giant animated cars, what you would be left with is a fantastically themed area that just looks like Route sixty six, and I think that appeals to everybody, boys, yeah. girls. And, and not for nothing, there's no shortage of things for little girls oh, I know, at, I know. You know, at Disney. I think it's nice that some things that are boy-centric start showing up. Because oh, boys get, I, I, I think boys tend to get left behind in the new stuff. Do I get counted as a little girl? I can't wait to go see it. Okay, not unless you want us to sound creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, you're an adorable little girl. <laughs> but I think, I, I, I mean, go ahead, Dustin. This area is amazing during the day, but at night, with all the neon lights, it, it's 
<laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, especially, you know, if you're looking uh, to take photos and just walk around. I mean, Monument Valley is lit up and just all the neon lights of all the stores. It's great. It's beautiful. Now, you know, we've always said that uh, uh, Disneyland was really maybe a three-day, four-day destination. Do you think the addition of Cars Lands and Buena Vista Street does anything to change that? Mm, not really. No, I you mean, don't. I, I don't see adding a full day to spending Cars Land. Well, I mean, just in but in California, California for a full day park though. That's what, yeah, that's what I was basically asking. I mean, California Adventure now a fully realized theme park after years of construction and changes with what they've done on uh, Paradise Pier, what they've done with World of Color, uh, the addition of the Little Mermaid, uh, and now this, you know, you you don't think that impacts how many days you spend at at, at Disneyland? See how long the waits are. (laughs) If you're waiting 75 minutes for one ride, you may need a, a... a longer stay for sure. Corey, is is this area now like sucking all the people out of other areas of the park? Is the rest of the park dead or is it still very busy elsewhere as well? Uh, not yet because it's still under, um, the walls are still up. It's still under preview uh, right now. So you need a special wristband to get through the, through the walls into these areas. So it's not really um, taking a lot. I mean, it's going to be nice when it opens up because you're still walking through you know, hedge walls and all these uh, these barriers. But, you know, if, if you don't pay for an extra ticket, you're not getting into these areas right now. Got it. Now, what about... I've seen a lot of people with wristbands, though. A lot of people are taking advantage of, um, of this. Now, what about merchandise in the stores? Is it car, is a lot of Cars-themed stuff, or is it all just Disney Parks garbage? No, it's... Now, Buena Vista Street, they have a whole bunch of Walt-inspired uh, stuff, and that's, you know, the early Walt. Um, the the cars area, tons of cars merchandise. I mean, there's, and they're all themed, uh, not only for Lightning McQueen and, you know, Mater, but um, everyone else in the, in the movie. Lots of themed merchandise. Anything we're not covering you want to add, Corey? Yeah, I you know I do want to talk more about uh, Buena Vista Street. That that area, it's I don't know. It's just from just walking down it. Anybody that's a fan of Waltz, I mean the the stores. Every single store has a the name has a meaning behind it. You know, there's you walk in, there's Oswalds. That's where you can get your your travel mugs and your sunscreen. Then you have like Big Top Toys, um, by Disney character merchandise. Then Elias and Company. That's like the big, big store on the street. That's like themed after your your old uh, Art Deco department store. Um, that's where you can buy you know all types of um, apparel, watches, handbags. Uh, that's that takes up pretty much one whole side of the street. So this is their version of Main Street, kind of like as you enter and exit the park, you're entering through the shopping area. Exactly. It's it's like turn of the century Main Street. Well, I, I really like that Buena Vista Street is becoming a parallel to Main Street um, with the addition of the statue and all the theming around Walt. Uh, Walt. Um, 
the Main Street and Buena Vista Street will definitely be a comparable side by side, and they both tell a different story, but in the same universe. Interesting. It was interesting the way he said that. I like that. Well, I'm 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 glad to hear that Buena Vista Street has uh, you know some cachet to it because I mean all the attention really is on Carsland. Uh, this is where everybody's... Every, we can every- tell that in the previews, uh, the point of Vista Street has been pretty empty. Everybody's in Cars Land. Yeah, yeah. And now on Cars Land, I mean, there are shops. There's the Carthay Circle Theater and the restaurant, along with the new 1901 Lounge, I believe it is, that's part of Club 33. Uh, what else is available there on Buena Vista Street? Uh, there's, there's dining. There's um, Fiddler... Pfeiffer and Practical Cafe. That's kind of your uh, quick service. Um, they also have Starbucks there. And once the walls come down, you'll have a view of the Carpe Circle Theater from there. And it kind of opens up into the to the main hub. Uh, there's Clarabelle's hand-scooped ice cream. Uh, Mortimer's Market, where you can buy just fruits, waters, and things like that. Uh, mainly, it's it's mostly shopping. And once the you know, once the walls come down, you're going to have a beautiful view of the Carthay Circle Theater. I think that's like the main, that's the icon of yeah. the street. Corey, do you, is the whole entrance now uh, done and open to everybody or is that still semi-block, the whole new entrance? That, that's blocked. The, um, if you go through the turnstiles, you're still going to be faced with a big blue wall. And there's a, there's a little opening door where if you have a, a pass holder, um, wristband you can walk through there so turnstiles it's still a big blue wall wow and i'm surprised that after that it's all i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you good yeah so from the turnstiles all the way to the end of buena vista street that's all still blocked off the the main hub um people can still see uh carthay circle theater that's open to everyone uh so, but just the Buena Vista Street area is, is blocked off. It really sounds like they're going to go for a big reveal during their during their press event. It looks like they're really holding on to that secret until it's time to announce it to the press, which is pretty cool. Are the are the restaurants open, guys, to, for eating? The Fiddler, Fiffer, Pfeiffer, oh, yeah. they're all open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Fiddler, yeah, they're all open. But only, have, uh, but only for apps, people that it's. Only for people that are there for the preview, though. It's not open right. to general okay. public. Correct. Tom sent me the menus this morning, and they look amazing. Now The, yeah, uh, the menus posted outside of the Carthay Circle Theater, um, but yeah, they, it's all open for business. Cool. Great. Go ahead. We had a chance to, to see 1901 also. That was, that was something else. It's not, um, it's not a restaurant. It's a lounge. Um, it's all very period-inspired. Tons of photos of Walt, black and white photos everywhere of Walt, a lot of little knickknacks. There's a, there's like a display case that in partnership with the, the Disney Family Museum, and they're going to switch out what's being featured in there. When we were in there, there was a big Snow White, um, Seven Dwarfs book. And it's very, it's, it's right there on the ground level. You, you'd never know if there wasn't a little tiny sign saying 1901. Were you allowed to take pictures in there? No pictures, no video. Shoot. Unfortunately. Yeah. Good thing, because I would have been in there for the entire night, because it was just, it was amazing. Very, very, it's small, but 
just but, uh, the pictures alone. Now the uh, uh, the grand opening uh, June fifteenth. Uh, media previews start on June thirteenth. Am I correct? The, yeah, the grand opening is on the fifteenth. They're closing the entire park down on the fourteenth for media and the the events they have planned. But the grand opening is on the fifteenth. All right. So there's going to be a, a, a lot more coverage this week. Uh, you can find links to everything on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, and make sure turn in th- uh, tune in Thursday night, uh, June fourteenth for the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged with a lot more discussion about everything at California Adventure, including Cars Land and uh, Buena Vista Street. So thank you, Corey and Dustin, for calling in. That will do it for this segment. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. 